your brother Stephen is my favorite Baldwin brother. Found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. Now on the BMX Radio Network, it's Baldwin McCullough Radio. Talking about the dilemmas of life that no one else will and trying to make sense of it all. Three nights ago, the president promised to call us out. You here today are that hope and change. Three days later, Mr. President, here we are! Stephen Baldwin and Kevin McCullough. Yeah, well, it's uh, kind of Baldwin McCullough live tonight. Uh, Kevin McCullough in New York, uh, Baldwin on an assignment uh, and uh, actually advising a reality show project. Uh, and so we're uh, we're uh, kind of flying with one arm kind of, you know, tied behind the back. Uh, we're only half half here, sort of. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome. Baldwin McCullough Live. Uh, the website is baldwinmccullough.com. If you can't spell McCullough, I'm not offended. Uh, you can also go to thebingethinker.com. And one of the things that everything that Extreme Media, our parent company, tries to instill in this ever-crazy and changing world around us is the need for people to think longer and harder and more clearly about everything that is going on in life. So given that, our topic is a rather interesting one tonight because Chris Harris of that network that, you know, barely registers a pulse in the world of cable news, MSNBC. In fact, I'm pretty sure that the reruns of the Flintstones on Nick at Night on their, like, fourth HD channel option has a bigger audience than MSNBC. Maybe the Snowcone channel has a bigger audience audience than msnbc i'm not exactly i just know that it's nobody watches MS. you could put our national nuclear secrets on msnbc and even al-qaeda wouldn't find them but having said that chris harris did appear on msnbc on lawrence o'donnell's show a a somewhat averagely talented actor uh who who also plays talk show host well, I say talk show host. He he tries to pretend to be Keith Oberman. He he looks at the camera and yells a lot. I, most of what he says doesn't make sense. But anyway, Lawrence O'Donnell, the the final word <laughs> or the last word. <laughs> uh, there's just irony in that name. All just loads of it. Anyway, he had Chris Harris on, and Chris Harris said this last week. Look, if people are upset that Ann Romney was insulted. And, and it was such an affront to her to say that, that stay-at-home moms don't work. Remember, Hillary Rosen saying that Ann Romney hadn't worked a day in her life. It wasn't that feminists actually disagree with Hillary Rosen saying it. She just wasn't supposed to say it publicly and make all the Bible thumpers in the country angry. Hillary Rosen still believes this. The feminists still believe this. That stay-at-home moms basically serve no purpose in society. That's what the left thinks. If you're not a lesbian adopting kids and everybody's working and dumping them into daycare, you're just not anything to the left these days. So if you're a traditional mom, you stay at home, you raise kids, you, you, you clean up the vomit, you wipe the poopy diapers, you do all that stuff, you're just of no use to society in the minds of the left. 
What Hillary Rosen said, the left all believes they just had to quickly disassociate themselves from her because all of a sudden uh, some people that disagree with them were upset. But in the, in the context of that debate came this admission from Chris Hayes. Well, if they, if they really do think it's, uh, it's, it's working, if it's similar to working a real job, then, then maybe the government should, should cut paychecks for moms. Maybe we should attach a wage to uh, mothers being compensated. Maybe we should send them uh, federal welfare checks. And maybe they should get paid for doing what moms have done for generations. Very quickly, let's go to uh, Long Island, uh, line three. Will is there. Will, welcome. You're on Baldwin McCullough Live. Kevin in with you uh, tonight. Glad to have you. Hey, Kevin. I am infuriated. I, I, you know, first off, MSNBC stands for More Stupid News by Clowns, okay? <laughs> A bunch of clowns. Uh, I, you know, if it weren't for entitlement programs, the left would wither away and die. They'd have no voter base at all. Okay, they just wouldn't be able to survive in the regular world. So to hear people actually say that mothers should be compensated, I'm about to have a kid, by the way. Yeah. My wife is two months pregnant. Congratulations. I'd take that check. I'd rather you shoot me than take that check. Okay, to hear people say that mothers. Well, that's a little. That's a little strong. Well, come on. Well, listen. Come on, really, you'd right, rather you'd rather her shoot? Uh, hey, actually, I think President Obama might know how to make that happen. Listen, I am a conservative. I would be careful to okay. admit that, Will. Well, you know what? I don't care. I'm a conservative. I also believe in fiscal conservatism. This country is in, uh, you know, in danger of default and all, all the problems that we're having in our economy. And people think that they should get a check for raising their own children. You are going to be compensated. When your child grows up to be a wonderful person that's a productive member of society, not only will you be compensated in your heart, but they'll probably take care of you when you get older. And when you raise a bad one, well, guess what? They're probably not going to take care of you, and I'm certainly not going to pay you to raise bad kids, okay? Uh, I have to tell you right now that when I hear people looking for more entitlements and more handouts and more government programs, it scares me for the well-being of this state, of this union. It scares me to know that the country that I grew up loving is turning into this communist entitlement country. Where do you think that you get the right to take money out of my paycheck to pay to raise your children? I mean, think about that for a second. And you are paid. If you can't afford it, guess what? There are welfare programs. There are food stamps. There are uh, housing programs that will pay single mothers that can't afford to put food on their table. This country has a great mix of socialism and capitalism. Always has, which is why we're superpower. But any other country out there that is paying mothers to stay home, I don't want to follow their financial policies. We didn't get great in this country by following other countries' financial policies. We instituted financial policies that the other world started to follow, and now they're doing better than us because they took our financial policies and have done great, and we're taking their financial policies and going down the toilet. Okay, man up, raise your kids, take care of your children, take care of your family, be a real man, and moms, you know what? If you choose to stay home and take care of your children, you may have made the right choice. Well, I appreciate I appreciate the call. Uh, can't let you filibuster the whole show, but appreciate the uh, call. Uh, good, good points, every one of them. Thank you. Let's go to line two very quickly. Mercedes in North Carolina. Hello, Mercedes. Welcome. Uh, thank you. You're on with Baldwin McCullough. Well, McCullough in for Baldwin McCullough, and we might talk to Stephen here shortly, so I, I hope that's uh, the case. But anyway, what's your thoughts on this idea that was put forward by Chris Harris that the government should compensate stay-at-home moms to raise their kids? Uh, yes, uh, I strongly disagree. I, I think that uh, if 
government did that, as soon as they start paying for something, then they're going to start trying to control it in some way. And uh, I just think that even though the gentleman on MSNBC, may, that may not have been his motive, um, sooner or later somebody in government would think that, you know, if we're paying for this, then we need to be in charge of how it's being done, and then I just wouldn't like that. Also, I agree with uh, what you said earlier that where would all the money come from? Um, you know, we don't have the money to do it, first of all. And um, one other thing is I think it would encourage people to have children for the wrong reason, kind of like the gentleman before me was saying that, um, you know, if you're going to have children, um, you should pay for them. Yeah. Well, and we've already we've already to some degree entered into that reality with what's commonly referred to as welfare mothers. I mean, right. th there are there are women that have kids uh, expressly exactly. to get a check yeah. from the government, and the more kids they have, the the bigger the check gets. And right. And so I think that would just encourage that behavior all the more. Which I think we should stick with the age old policy that if you want to have children, uh, you should be the one that's figuring out how to pay for them. All right, Mercedes, I appreciate your call and your patience. Thank you. Uh, 1-888-340-3373, 888 Those two had been holding an awfully long time. Real quickly before the break, though, let's go back to San Francisco because David uh, rejoined us. He accidentally got cut off before. David, uh, glad you're with us. Hi. Yeah, how are you, Kevin? You know, I uh, yeah, appreciate your uh, uh, time with us. I... Uh was looking at the website for the Nation magazine. We were talking about Chris Hayes, who right. was uh, also making comments. And uh, he's, uh, I believe he's the editor of the Nation magazine. And so I, well, during the break there, I went to the Nation magazine, and they've got a uh, an article there called The Real Hillary Rosen Scandal. And it's kind of interesting. I'm wondering if uh, the world hasn't been punked by this issue. Uh, there's uh, apparently she works for a company called SKD Knickerbocker, and it's apparently a massive lobbying company that uh, is somewhat like Jack Abramoff. And uh, so I, I hope that uh, it doesn't work out that this whole issue has been a been one to uh, essentially punk the country. And uh, as as that goes, what you were just talking about with the previous woman there, uh, I don't know if you're aware of it, but there are massive uh, military and uh, military corporations, Raytheon, General Dynamics, uh, and uh, I'm trying to think of the other one. I'm not, I'm, even Bank of America. We got ten seconds, David. I'm not sure how those are related to uh, the the welfare checks, but anyway, Kevin McCullough. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, in 2011, we told you about the CARES Project. It was launched by our Extreme Charities Foundation, offering you free assistance on getting the lowest price possible for your prescription drugs. I'm happy to report that every month, thousands of you are experiencing savings as high as 35%, but on average, about 27% off of what they formerly paid for the prescriptions that they needed. If you've not yet signed up, it's easy to do. Just go to caresproject.com. That's caresproject.com. And print your card today. Finally, on radio, Danny Johnson. 98% of the population will end up dead or dead broke by the age of 65. Danny Johnson. Nationwide, Sunday nights. Is that how you want to be? Is that the life that you want? Well, if you look at what everybody else is doing and you live the way they are, then that's what you're going to have. Why live under the burden of death? Look at what everybody else is doing and do the opposite. A production of Extreme Media.
Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, in 2011, we told you about the CARES Project. It was launched by our Extreme Charities Foundation, offering you free assistance on getting the lowest price possible for your prescription drugs. I'm happy to report that every month, thousands of you are experiencing savings as high as 35%, but on average, about 27% off of what they formerly paid for the prescriptions that they needed. If you've not yet signed up, it's easy to do. Just go to CaresProject.com. That's CaresProject.com. And print your card today. Finally, on radio, Danny Johnson. 98% of the population will end up dead or dead broke by the age of 65. Danny Johnson. Nationwide, Sunday nights. Is that how you want to be? Is that the life that you want? Well, if you look at what everybody else is doing and you live the way they are, then that's what you're going to have. Why live under the burden of death? Look at what everybody else is doing and do the opposite. A production of Extreme Media. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, when I was writing my new best-selling book, No, He Can't, How Barack Obama's Dismantling Hope and Change, our nation was going through the health care debate. And one thing was really clear to me from my time on Fox News and other venues that I would be called upon to debate the merits. The doctors, the insurance companies, the legislators, and the people were all at odds with one another. And no one was talking about common sense. It was at that time that I began to feel very burdened for our nation. Sure enough, my business partner, my co-host, my buddy, Stephen Ball, Baldwin did too. And that's why we have embarked with our coalition of brave innovators that are seeking to think things in different ways to help provide new answers to tough questions for people. We decided to, at that time, begin the planning for the launch of the CARES Project 2011. CARES Project 2011 is a simple plan to help you manage cost of governing your own health. And it starts with something that's absolutely free. A CARES Project card that enables you to not only pay less for your prescriptions if you don't have insurance, up to 55% if you don't have insurance. But also, if you do have copays, it gets around this little law that allows pharmacies to overcharge you if your drugs cost less than the copay that's printed on your card. See, this CARES project card loaded into your pharmacy's computer will always guarantee that you get the lowest price, even on drugs for your pets. And a card is good for the entire family. So go to CARES Project Card right now and print it out for free. There is no obligation on your part whatsoever. CARES Project 2011. Stephen Baldwin and Kevin McCullough care about your health, and that's why it is our Extreme Charities Foundation that is initiating this push to help you. So please, go to CaresProject.com right now. It's there for you from us because Stephen and Kevin care about your health. CaresProject.com. That's C-A-R-E-S Project.com. CaresProject.com. Live from New York, it's Baldwin McCullough. Glad you're with us. Uh, 888-340-3373. Kevin McCullough behind the microphone, but way out there on Long Island somewhere. It's the original Massapequa, Massapequa King himself, uh, Mr. Stephen Baldwin. Hello, sir. Good evening, partner. <laughs> um, in the uh, first hour, I was telling people, and maybe I was telling them uh, fibs, I don't know. Uh, but that you were uh, you were out there on assignment. Um, so, what have you been assigned to do? Well, we um, have a very interesting opportunity. There, there will be an announcement of a reality show happening with 
uh, a team of women uh, out in the Hamptons, and uh, they have called upon us to just give our thoughts and opinions and uh, perceptions and consult them a little bit. I'm glad that's uh, all it was, because if we had to star in it, I was going to be very offended. Yeah, well, I don't think either one of our wives would be having that anytime soon. Yeah, besides the fact uh, that you and I aren't women. Exactly. But and, if I was a stay-at-home mom, and, I'd be wanting my check from the government. That's that's for darn sure. Yeah, and, and, and by the way, my wife, who is a stay-at-home mom, thank goodness, and who I give uh, a tremendous amount of the credit for having raised two fabulous daughters, uh, wouldn't have liked that either. Yeah, what, what do you mean, uh, the, the government offering to pay her? No, I meant the reality show. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I had moved on. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's Stephen Baldwin, the actor, the, the the one and only, the very the very same. Um, and I'm Kevin McCullough. It's Baldwin McCullough Live. Uh, but Stephen out on Long Island tonight and not in the studio. And it's too bad, too, because we had a full house. We had our new intern here, Mr. Durego. He was uh, carrying pizza to everyone. And uh, we were all like, if, if Stephen were here, he'd be rubbing his belly over in the corner asking you to bring him more. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I thought. But anyway, Ivan and Jackie and Alex all say hi, and we miss you, and hugs and kisses and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, um, well, that's that's very cool. And, yeah, we, we, we find ourselves increasingly offered these opportunities to consult and give uh, perspective on things. It's part of what, you know, God really is doing and growing our company. Uh, but uh, it's exciting that uh, you're out there. And, of course, we miss you here, and uh, it does mean there's more pizza for everybody, but um, we, we do miss you uh, just the same. Stephen, let me ask you this uh, this question this week because you know um, the the biggest story this week was this Hillary Rosen character on CNN saying uh, that Ann Romney had never worked a day in her life, um, but Ann Romney has raised uh, five of the most strappingly responsible and probably good looking sons that the that the country has ever seen. So um, when you heard that story, when you heard the uh, the reaction to it, and, and now. This suggestion that from from someone on the left that the government maybe should cut checks for stay-at-home moms. Did you have any reaction to any of that? Yeah, I, I just think that um, in the balance of society and culture and all of that, I, I think that there are uh, and the and the size of the people I'm talking about now is, is diminishing, but I think there's still a handful of people that are family-oriented people that understand the importance of dedicating uh, yourselves as moms and dads to your children. Uh, that, that's a, a tradition that this country was built upon, and uh, you know, obviously in the in the 50s there was a, a, a greater emphasis on that, and I, I just think that. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so blessed, Kevin. I'm married to a great gal that that really found uh, in her heart uh, an understanding for herself of the importance of being a stay-at-home mom and cooking them fresh meals every night and giving them a hug and being there for them and not getting too caught up in the ways of this world. Um, I, I don't think <laughs> that, that the government or anybody should... Uh, be paying anybody for for any of that i don't think it should be ever 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 looked upon negatively that a mom uh, uh or or a single mom even for that fact uh 
does whatever she needs to do to, to, to make that her business. Well, and of course, that's why Hillary Rosen got into so much trouble. I mean, even Michelle and, and Barack Obama coming out saying, you know, well, we don't agree with that, so forth and so on. But but that's not really true. The the, the ideological left, the political left, even the spiritual left uh, in recent years has, has um, well, and not just in recent years, but over the last couple of decades, really kind of looked down their nose at stay-at-home moms. These are women that are missing the opportunities to use the skills that they have to, you know, go out and make a difference in this world. This is what they think. This is how they think about them. And they kind of look at them with judgment, and they kind of look at them as, you know, oh, yeah, you're raising kids, but come on, you know, that's not like a real, you know, opportunity to go out and and lead a Fortune 500 company or something like that. And I I don't know. I think that um, had there not been such a vociferous backlash from stay-at-home moms, you know, our good friends at the American Family Association, they, they have an, a little organization called One Million Moms. And these are moms that are very dedicated to their job of being a mother, but then they also get involved in advocating for issues when there's something uh, uh, that, per- well, for instance, most recently this GCB show that's on ABC News or on ABC uh, television, you know, they've been instrumental in getting some of the sponsors to drop uh, involvement in that show because of the perception of what it is what it says about women and and those are just moms that are just regular everyday moms but they have a voice and they're and they're smart and they're organized and they're active and they're actually uh, quite involved in in the community around them and i think for so long stay-at-home moms have just been the punching bag of the feminists uh particularly the hillary rosens of the world that that have worked their whole life that have never given birth to a child that um that have have not yet raised children to adulthood uh, and it becomes very easy for them to to look down. I, I was saying in the first hour, um, I was talking about this with a lovely bride this last week, and she goes, you know what, it is so much easier to go into the workforce. She said, in the workforce, you deal with rational people all day. She said, when you're, <coughs> when you're home with, <coughs> pardon me, when you're home with the child, you, you're not dealing with rational uh, thought all day long. You're, you're having a lot of arguments with someone who can't you can't articulate back to you what is really actually the problem, and then you have these circular things where you feel like you're the one going crazy, but it's part of what is shaping that young person's character. She said, uh, "Going going to the workforce is the easy part." She said, "Dealing with the irrational irrationality of of being home with uh, the children is is the is the is the harder task." Well, um, Stephen went to sleep. Uh, I talked for so long. <laughs> I just, I just like to ponder everything that you say. And and the bottom line for me is, you know, the one of the great joys for me and my wife is to, you know, be, you know, giving each other a hug or whatever in the corner uh, of the kitchen when we take the kids are upstairs doing their homework, and then we turn around and they're there, and they kind of do that, ew. Mom, Dad, stop snuggling. Yeah. You know, and, and Kevin, it's 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 one of the greatest blessings that you know for me and, and Kenya we we could ever you know be full of joy and grateful about, and that is is that um, we're blessed to have two lovely daughters that have been raised in an environment where they now look forward to even for themselves consider. Yeah. Nope, you've done a good job. Stephen Baldwin, live from Long Island tonight. Brother, thanks for being here. Bless you guys. Thanks. Talk to you soon. It's Baldwin McCullough Live. Don't go away.
Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, when I was writing my new best-selling book, No, He Can't, How Barack Obama's Dismantling Hope and Change, our nation was going through the health care debate. And one thing was really clear to me from my time on Fox News and other venues that I would be called upon to debate the merits. The doctors, the insurance companies, the legislators, and the people were all at odds with one another. And no one was talking about common sense. It was at that time that I began to feel very burdened for our nation. Sure enough, my business partner, my co-host, my buddy, Stephen Ball, Baldwin did too. And that's why we have embarked with our coalition of brave innovators that are seeking to think things in different ways to help provide new answers to tough questions for people. We decided to, at that time, begin the planning for the launch of the CARES Project 2011. CARES Project 2011 is a simple plan to help you manage cost of governing your own health. And it starts with something that's absolutely free, a CARES Project card that enables you to not only pay less for your prescriptions if you don't have insurance, up to 55% if you don't have insurance. But also, if you do have copays, it gets around this little law that allows pharmacies to overcharge you if your drugs cost less than the copay that's printed on your card. See, this CARES project card loaded into your pharmacy's computer will always guarantee that you get the lowest price, even on drugs for your pets. And a card is good for the entire family. So go to CARES Project Card right now and print it out for free. There is no obligation on your part whatsoever. CARES Project 2011. Stephen Baldwin and Kevin McCullough care about your health, and that's why it is our Extreme Charities Foundation that is initiating this push to help you. So please, go to caresproject.com right now. It's there for you from us because Stephen and Kevin care about your health. Caresproject.com. That's C-A-R-E-S project.com. Caresproject.com. For a lot of people that want to pray effectively, doing it is the hard part. We pray for our family. They know what they want to say. Our friends. But the words don't come out easily. We pray for the world. What if something had been given to you as a child? Maybe that had been read to you every single night before you went to bed. We can pray while walking, running, bowing, standing, or lying down. That's what children's author Carol McIntyre has done in her brand new bedtime book, Prayer is. What do you think of when you think of praying with your children? In a very simple, easy to read, and quickly memorized book, your children will pick up on all the benefits of what prayer is. We can pray everywhere and anywhere. Carol McIntyre's brand new title, Prayer Is. And when you go to thebingethinker.com and click on the Prayer Is logo, you'll save almost half the price at Amazon.com. So check out Prayer Is. 800-283-2360. That's 800-283-2360. 800-283-2360. Or online at TheBingeThinker.com I'm Hannah. This is my story. And it's not what you think. Provident Films and Samuel Goldwyn present October Baby. Well, three weeks ago I found out that my entire life is a lie. So I went on a trip. If you find your mother, what would you say? I'm just, I'm just curious. I don't know. From award-winning directors John and Andrew Irwin, a movie about one girl's amazing journey to discover her hidden past. This is my only chance to find out who I really am. I know where your birth mother is. I'm starting to think that I shouldn't have found out about all of this. To find the true power of forgiveness. Why didn't she want me? What's so wrong with me? You have the power to forgive, to choose to forgive. And remind us that every life is beautiful. I didn't see no tissue. I just saw the face of a child. October Baby. 
In theaters March 23rd. Rated PG-13. All right, it's uh, Baldwin McCullough Live. Kevin McCullough in for Stephen and Kevin together. Uh, so uh, Stephen was just with us, and uh, if you if you missed it, get the podcast. You can get that free of charge on iTunes or on our website, baldwinmccullough.com or thebingethinker.com. Thebingethinker.com is the other place you can get that. Um, we've been talking about this uh, this story. We'll still take your calls. Um, should moms Should moms that stay at home... And I'm thinking that now a lot of them aren't listening anymore because at least on the East Coast, a lot of them are probably in bed. They're so tired. They're like, ugh, got to get up early tomorrow. Church. All the rugrats get out. Um, and, you know, dads, they want to help. But, you know, mom needs to. She gotta. You don't want dad to dress the kid for church every Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Underwear is on the outside of the pants. And it's just it's just all a mess when uh, dad is left in charge. Uh, and I say that from, um, you know, halfway personal experience. Um, I, I don't, I'm not that bad, but uh, I, I, I have picked out combinations of clothes that the lovely bride has said, <clears throat> why? So, um, yeah, it's it's good. If, if mom has a better eye for that sort of thing, it's okay to let her at least pick them out. But dads, you know, jump in there. We're coming up on Mother's Day here next month. It's not, it's never too early to start paying respects. <laughs> But Chris Hayes on MSNBC said this last week that he believes if all these conservatives are so upset that Hillary Rosen said that uh, that uh, Ann Romney should be paid, then really uh, what should happen is that uh, they should be getting uh, compensated from the government. Here's how he said it on MSNBC. Which this actually affects the election in any demonstrable way. I also think there's, there's something fundamentally fascinating at the core of this, which is that, yes, there's a huge amount of uncompensated labor that happens in this country by men and women, mostly women, who stay home and take care of their kids. And there are countries where, where that labor is compensated by the state. So I would love to have that conversation. If they actually think that it is work, if they do think that being a mother is work, then why isn't there any kind of wage for that work? Yeah, okay. Um, so should moms be compensated out of our federal tax coffers? Now, so far, I've been taking your opinions. 888-340-3373, by the way. Do you think that mothers should be compensated from the federal treasury? That's what he's arguing for. It's like another division of the government that's sending checks out. Because we're paying all the bills we have now, right? Everything's covered, right? Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security, they're all in good shape, right? Uh, wait, we've just got extra cash laying around, so let's start paying stay-at-home moms. Is that is that a good plan going forward for uh, for America? Is it even a moral uh, choice for the moms? Here's what I really want to know, and, and and ladies, I want to hear from you. We haven't heard from Nevada or Colorado or Texas tonight, um, in 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 places like uh, Kentucky and. Uh, Florida and other places where I know people are listening. Grand Rapids, we got a new station in Grand Rapids. Um, but here's here's what I'm really interested in knowing: Would the mother feel better? Because our very first caller said, "It's good for me to get recognized for the work that I do," and I agree with that. I agree with appreciating the work that mothers do. 
She said, it would be good if I was recognized for the work that I do, and so a check would be nice. But I want to ask this question, and I want to be very pointed about it. Does getting a check from the federal government for a mother give her a greater sense of satisfaction, respect, or recognition? Any one of those. Does it give you any of those in greater abundance? 888-340-3373. I'm very interested, particularly in the moms and what you think, but anybody can weigh in on this. Do you think that we should be compensating stay-at-home moms out of the federal treasury? 888-340-3373. 888-340-3373. Um, want to take your call. Should we be compensating stay-at-home moms out of the federal treasury? Now, uh, tonight at midnight on townhall.com and on Monday on onenewsnow.com, uh, Kevin's latest uh, op-ed piece will appear. Um, but I, 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 want us to, I want us to delve into this kind of, kind of headlong. Um, this week was pretty obvious the left had great resentment for stay-at-home moms. One woman who never even has given birth to a child ridiculed a woman who gave birth to five as never having worked a day in her life. And then what followed was just massive amounts of covering our posterior. It was the cop game, covering our posterior. It's like, I don't want to go, I don't want to get caught. I'm going to cover my posterior. There was lots of that being played. But this, this idea of getting compensated by the government to be a stay-at-home mom, what do you think? Stay with us. Consider the coffee bean. Ever since the dawn of mankind, never has there been a more powerful and potent tool to help you and me get out of bed and do what we need to do on a day-to-day -day basis. So if you enjoy your coffee, I want you to check out More Than Coffee when you click on TheBingeThinker.com. By going to More Than Coffee and clicking the button, you'll find all kinds of tasty coffees from Costa Rica to Jamaica to Sub-Saharan Africa, across every continent of the globe, be able to order the best tasting brands available and for every bag you purchase two dollars will be donated to extreme charities go to things like feeding hungry kids or getting bibles into the hands of those who can't get them in any other way please check out more than coffee and enjoy something much more important with your next cup compliments of extreme charities more than coffee at thebingethinker.com and don't forget to select extreme charities before you check out more than coffee at thebingethinker.com Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, in 2011, we told you about the CARES Project. It was launched by our Extreme Charities Foundation, offering you free assistance on getting the lowest price possible for your prescription drugs. I'm happy to report that every month, thousands of you are experiencing savings as high as 35%, but on average, about 27% off of what they formerly paid for the prescriptions that they needed. If you've not yet signed up, it's easy to do. Just go to caresproject.com. That's caresproject.com. And print your card today. Finally, on radio, Danny Johnson. 98% of the population will end up dead or dead broke by the age of 65. Danny Johnson. Nationwide, Sunday nights. Is that how you want to be? Is that the life that you want? Well, if you look at what everybody else is doing and you live the way they are, then that's what you're going to have. Why live under the burden of death? 
say, look at what everybody else is doing and do the opposite. A production of Extreme Media. In today's ever-changing world economy and job market, you need a competitive edge that sets you apart from the masses. Whether it's your career, your business, your family, your financial or spiritual future, you can't keep doing the same things you've been doing. It's time for a change. First Steps to Success gives you the tools to remap your internal beliefs about yourself, about money, and about others. You'll learn simple but powerful systems to easily create success in any and every environment of your life, as well as insider business building, leadership, marketing skills, through a unique experiential learning program, best-selling author, strategic life and business coach, Danny Johnson is able to literally transfer her million-dollar success skills into her students, equipping them with a step-by-step -step formula to radically transform every area of their lives. If you're about experiencing your full potential now and not later, yeah. it's time for you to go to First Steps to Success. Go to DannyJohnson.com for all of the details. That's D-A-N-I Johnson.com. DannyJohnson.com. DannyJohnson.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, in 2011, we told you about the CARES Project. It was launched by our Extreme Charities Foundation, offering you free assistance on getting the lowest price possible for your prescription drugs. I'm happy to report that every month, thousands of you are experiencing savings as high as 35%, but on average, about 27% off of what they formerly paid for the prescriptions that they needed. If you've not yet signed up, it's easy to do. Just go to CARESproject.com. That's CARESproject.com. And print your card today. Finally, on radio, Danny Johnson. 98% of the population will end up dead or dead broke by the age of 65. Danny Johnson. Nationwide, Sunday nights. Is that how you want to be? Is that the life that you want? Well, if you look at what everybody else is doing and you live the way they are, then that's what you're going to have. Why live under the burden of death? Look at what everybody else is doing and do the opposite. A production of Extreme Media. All right, it's uh, Baldwin McCullough Live, live from New York, every Saturday night, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. And thank you for those of you that get by the radio, that uh, pick up the phone and call 888-340-3373. Uh, you can also leave us a voicemail message there anytime during the week. Um, if you have not yet gotten the Kevin McCullough Show uh, to a station near your liking in your area, then uh, make sure you let us know a station you'd like to see it come to, and we'll do our best to... Try to get it uh, on a station near you. Then Monday through Friday, we can have these conversations as well. And you can also leave a message for us at 888-340-3373. Um, you can also email us from our website. Uh, just go to uh, baldwinmccullough.com and uh, click connect up at the top of the page. We've got so much to talk about. Uh, please join our friends uh, uh, friends page on Facebook and, uh, and, and stay involved in the discussion as we go forward uh, each and every week. Uh, but let me uh, get right back to the calls. What we're doing is we're talking about this uh, kind of idea that has been floated since the Ann Romney-Hillary Rosen controversy broke out this week of, of whether or not stay-at-home moms really are working or not. Hillary Rosen kind of implied that they weren't. Uh, Ann Romney said, uh, listen, Big Mouth, I'd like to see you try to raise five kids. Actually, she didn't say it that way. She said it far more graciously. Um, but I want to know, is, is, is being compensated by the federal government something you think would be a good idea for stay-at-home moms? Uh, let's go to Redding, California, because Frank is there. Hello, Frank. Welcome. You're on with Kevin McCullough tonight. Hi. Hi, Kevin. How are you? 
I'm doing well. Appreciate your call. Yeah, uh, well, you know, I was thinking about this, and uh, I guess if we want to be politically correct about it, I guess uh, then we should subsidize maybe stay-at-home dads. And if we even want to be even uh, more extremely absurd and take it to a conclusion, let's uh, subsidize stay-at-home same-sex uh, parents also. <clears throat> well, and why not, uh, why not compensate me for raking my leaves? Yeah, I mean, where does it end? Uh, like if I take my trash out, I'm keeping my neighborhood clean. Shouldn't I be compensated for that? Sure, sounds good. Hey, I flush the toilet all on my own uh, uh, behalf. I don't have anybody else do that for me. Can I get paid for that? There you go. Where there does it, it end? I, that's what I'm saying. Where does it end? All right, Frank. Thanks for the call. Appreciate your clear-headedness about this. Fran in Sarasota, Florida. Hello, Fran. Welcome. You're on with uh, Kevin Hello. McCullough tonight. Line two, Fran, are you there? Hello, Fran. Do we have Fran? Ivan? Put her back on hold. Let's go to line three. Frank in Reno, Nevada. Frank, welcome. You're on with uh, Kevin McCullough on Baldwin McCullough Live. Hi. Thanks, uh, Kevin. Uh, you know, we, we're already paying mothers uh, to stay home and take care of their kids. Uh, if you're not married and you don't have a partner, the government will pay you to have as many kids as you want, and the mothers stay home. Just like this uh, home mortgage thing. If you're a responsible couple and struggling paycheck to paycheck to pay your mortgage, uh, you don't get any help. But <laughs> if you've gone way over your head, you can get bailed out. So we're already paying them. Yeah. No, I know the welfare, and you're referring to welfare moms, and, Frank, that's, uh, that, that's totally, I feel like, a blight on our on our society and i feel like it encourages really poor choices and really bad behaviors and can kind of continues exactly. a poverty cycle that i don't know we're ever going to be able to get out of but stay-at-home moms i mean by definition these are the least dependent women on government in our nation exactly. and, and let me give you an example when when the left goes to campaign the most reliable demographic voter for the Democratic Party are single mothers. And mostly because they look at the government as husband and daddy. So they exactly. say, I don't have to get married because I got, I got daddy. He's Washington, D.C., and he sends me the checks and he provides for us. Um, they're the, their most reliable uh, voters are single moms for empowerment, entitlement, uh, Democratic votes. The most reliable voters for Republicans, free market, independent thinking people are married mothers. Now, what's the difference? <laughs> married mothers have husbands. Less dependent. Yeah. So they're saying, uh, why, why should I have the government under, under, you know, underwriting me? I've already got a husband. And because then the government can tell you what to do, which we should do with all these programs, start, you know, drug testing them, make them go pick up trash along the freeway, do something for the money that they're getting from us. Well, and thanks, Frank. I appreciate the call. Um, and, and some of those, I mean, it makes Kevin sound like he doesn't care about uh, kids or single moms, and that's not what this is about. Uh, we, we've got to come up with, uh, I think, fundamentally non-government solutions to poverty and particularly um, uh, financial distress when it comes to single uh, mothers. And I think that we're going to have to engage the private sector in some really kind of universally uh, original ideas. 
But I think that working through the church and community and other things in your areas to solve those problems usually ends up producing better results than just waiting for the welfare check to come around. Now, I put this question up on the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash KMC01. Um, uh, one of the ladies said, not enough money in the world to compensate for what a mother does. Lovely Bride said that earlier this week, too. She goes, really? They're going to try to pay me for what I do? You know how much it costs <laughs> to, uh, to uh, steward a child through a year of life? Uh, you can't come up with a dollar amount to put it on it. Um, let's see. Kelly said, no way. Having children is a choice and mothers can still get a job like this single widowed mother. But a lot of moms do get compensated. It's called welfare. I, for one, will not accept welfare. That's a single mom saying that. Uh, on the Facebook page tonight, if you want to weigh in on that, I've got it. Uh, I've got it listed right at the top of the page. Facebook.com slash KMC01. But I do, <laughs> I do find it interesting, compelling that there is this idea that some people believe stay-at-home moms should get checks from the nation's treasury in order to justify it. I haven't told you my thoughts on this yet. I've been very coy for the last two hours. When we come back from this commercial break, I will tell you what I think, and we'll, uh, we'll lay it out for you. It's uh, Kevin McCullough, Baldwin McCullough Live is the broadcast. The uh, website is thebingethinker.com. Our uh, phone number, 888-340-3373. Take more of your calls, 888-340-3373. If you uh, want to drop us an email, you can do that through the website, or if you want to join our Facebook page, you can do that as well. When you go to baldwinmccullough.com, this is Baldwin McCullough Live. Stay with us. Mortgage education specialists. Every two seconds... A child becomes an orphan. 44,000 children become orphaned every single day. And every 90 seconds, an orphan dies from starvation and preventable malnutrition. Every 90 seconds. That's why the talk radio hosts Danny Johnson, Stephen Baldwin, and Kevin McCullough are combining efforts along with Food for Orphans for 2012 in 2012. Our desire is to try to feed 2,012 orphans in the calendar year of 2012. $92 will feed an orphan right now for the next entire year. That's 25 cents a meal. And friends, this is a specially designed diet. It has 17 vitamins and nutrients that are unique to orphans' malnourished states. Call now, one 888 or jump online to 2012in2012.info. That's 2012in2012.info. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, when I was writing my new best-selling book, No, He Can't, How Barack Obama's Dismantling Hope and Change, our nation was going through the health care debate. And one thing was really clear to me from my time on Fox News and other venues that I would be called upon to debate the merits. The doctors, the insurance companies, the legislators, and the people were all at odds with one another. And no one was talking about common sense. It was at that time that I began to feel very burdened for our nation. Sure enough, my business partner, my co-host, my buddy, Stephen Ball, 
Baldwin did too. And that's why we have embarked with our coalition of brave innovators that are seeking to think things in different ways to help provide new answers to tough questions for people. We decided to, at that time, begin the planning for the launch of the CARES Project 2011. CARES Project 2011 is a simple plan to help you manage cost of governing your own health. And it starts with something that's absolutely free, a CARES Project card that enables you to not only pay less for your prescriptions if you don't have insurance, up to 55% if you don't have insurance, but also, if you do have copays, it gets around this little law that allows pharmacies to overcharge you if your drugs cost less than the copay that's printed on your card. See, this CARES Project card loaded into your pharmacy's computer will always guarantee that you get the lowest price, even on drugs for your pets. And a card is good for the entire family. So go to CARES Project card right now and print it out for free. There is no obligation on your part whatsoever. CARES Project 2011. Stephen Baldwin and Kevin McCullough care about your health, and that's why it is our Extreme Charities Foundation that is initiating this push to help you. So please, go to caresproject.com right now. It's there for you from us because Stephen and Kevin care about your health. caresproject.com. That's C-A-R-E-S project.com. caresproject.com. Baldwin McCullough Live, glad you're with us. Kevin McCullough, glad uh, to be here sitting in. Stephen's away. He'll be back next Saturday with us. Uh, and please tell all your friends and come on back every Saturday night, 9 to 11 East Coast, uh, every Saturday evening uh, live, and we take your calls at 888-340-3373. So I've asked you the question, what, what should we think about the government compensating moms? Now, what I'm about to say will be like new information to some people that are listening. To many, it may even appear to be offensive, but it's that's completely unintended. But it must be considered. You see, when God designed the family unit, and I happen to think that God did, he saw to it that it was necessary for a male to come together with a female before any other males or females could come along. And in doing so, he allowed for some important realities. He provided a father who most times is larger in bone and muscle mass and would be able to plow crops and kill animals and skin meat and lift heavy things and change car tires and even fight animals and humans that threaten the welfare of his family. And likewise, God provided a mother who most times is smaller in bone and muscle mass but has a biology and a physicality that can actually feed her young off her body and emotionally sustain and support them through very rough patches of early growth in their life. Modern-day stay-at-home moms are merely an extension of that reality. See, unlike Hillary Rosen, I'll make the assumption that mothers choose to do so, stay at home, because they genuinely care about the welfare of their children. For no matter how much a mother may like a nanny or a sitter or a grandparent, few of them will ever argue with you that those people are better for permanent care of their children than they are. There's a reason that they argue that way, because it's usually true. This topic hasn't been some screed against women who work or families who feel like they have to have two incomes or even single parents. Those options may be realities, but they are seldom the optimum for the development of children. On this, the social data is pretty clear. Go look it up for yourself. 
Given that God created the mother with such strong instincts, drives, emotive solutions to parenting, who can make a credible argument against her being good for her own child? But having the state or the government compensate them for their efforts, it's morally wrong. Almost always. Why? Because God already created a preferred taxpayer-funded compensation plan for the family unit. We call them fathers. And in this whole attempt to remake everything under the sun, we've missed the most obvious opportunity. That if dads are involved in the lives of their family, if they are providing for their family, the children and the wife and the family unit is always better off. It doesn't mean the woman can't work. It doesn't mean that she doesn't play a role in, in helping at times. But dads, when you put your foot on the ground in the morning and you stand up next to your bed, you bear it in the soul of your body to get out there and to protect and to provide for the family that God has given you. I don't understand. I've never understood able-bodied men that choose to do the opposite because I think they're missing their calling in life. That's just Kevin McCullough's opinion. What's yours? Drop me an email, kmcradio at gmail.com, kmcradio at gmail.com. Our website is thebingethinker.com, and our phone line open 24 hours a day, 888-340-3373. Have a great week. For a lot of people that want to pray effectively, doing it is the hard part. We pray for our family. They know what they want to say. Our friends. But the words don't come out easily. We